And as we turn to Ephesians 5, I want you to notice that the two passages, actually all the passages we're going to be looking at, are exhortations from Paul. And Paul is giving exhortations to different churches, the church of Philippi and Ephesus and Colossae, and he's, uh, he's, he's exhorting. And exhorting is just a strong encouragement. And he's encouraging churches on how to act and behave and to walk in love. And as he does this, you'll notice that one of the hallmarks is thanksgiving as he talks about this. So let's look at, first of all, Ephesians chapter 5, and let's look at verse 18. We'll start in Ephesians 5, verse 18. And at the very beginning of this, cha- this, this passage, he's, he's contrasting being filled with something And it's not going to be wine at this point. It's going to be with the Spirit. So we'll start in 18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And here's the corporate part of this. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, which is what we just did, giving thanks always for everything and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So as we see in this passage here, he is, he is exhorting the body, encouraging the body to sing together the psalms that they, would, that they would sing from the psalms, actually, songs and spiritual songs, exhorting one another, lifting one another up, but also in the spirit of thanksgiving. And that's, that's right here, and it's, it's a critical part Let's continue on with another passage. You're going to turn to the right a few pages to Colossians. Let's look at Colossians. This is Paul again writing, and you'll see a a repeat of this, of this encouragement, this exhortation to these churches. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, we're going to look at verse 15. Colossians 3, verse 15. And again, keeping in mind that he's addressing churches on how they should, they should operate, how they should, they should act, putting on the new self is, is the part of this uh, chapter. But let's look at verse 15, Colossians three fifteen, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful Let the word of Christ, that's Scripture, dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So clearly, corporately, Paul is instructing the churches to always be giving thanks uh, in good times and bad times. So these are general ideas that we have about churches and how we should operate, and that's what we're doing this morning. We're going to have a time of actually physically giving thanks and talking about this. However, sometimes it's easy to give thanks when things are going very well. When things are smooth, maybe you've had a wonderful Christmas and, or sorry, Thanksgiving and, and things went well and, and there were certain people that came and, and didn't come, so things were good. But, but in a way, though, some of us may have come through a difficult time. Personally, we had a very strange Thanksgiving, but that morning, the, my mother-in-law was a, went into the ER 
uh, for something, and my, my daughter who had driven down from Orlando with her, her, her husband, and their, their whole family was going to come up, well, he came down with the flu that morning. And so it was a very different and strange situation, but nonetheless, we, we had a wonderful time, and we gave thanks. And so there are times in our lives where it's very difficult to give thanks to have that spirit of gratefulness, especially when things are going horribly wrong. So I'd like to look at a couple passages. Keep continuing, uh, just back a little bit. We're going to look at Philippians, very familiar verse, the book of Philippians, just back a few pages in chapter 4. So we'll be in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Actually, we're going to start in actually 6. And here Paul is presupposing that someone is under anxiety, that has anxiousness, that is worried about something. And so he immediately starts with that, which assumes that not everything is always peachy keen, that someone is going to be anxious. So as we look at this, let's read along Philippians 4, verse verse 5 or 6. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I I love that passage. It shows that a grateful heart to the Lord for what we have, for what He's done in our lives, for what what He accomplished on the cross is critical as we address the Lord in prayer. As we come to Him with with our requests, it says to present a request, but with thanksgiving. And this is obviously a situation here where someone might be anxious or might be concerned or was going through trial or trouble. And I love this, this second part here where it says, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, surpasses all understanding, will guard, that word guard there is a military term used in the Greek, will guard both your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that's just a, such a beautiful passage. Um, kind of on the heels of that, the last passage I'd like to look at is 1 Thessalonians. Let's continue to the right, turning a few pages. We'll get to 1 Thessalonians. And we're going to be looking at uh, chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians 5. Verse 17, or 16, actually. So 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16. And this is about as concise as it gets. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What a wonderful passage. Simply, Paul is exhorting the body to continually pray, Always be in prayer without ceasing, uh, giving thanks in all circumstances, regardless of what's happening. Uh, it's just a wonderful passage. So finally, the greatest reason that we do have, though, for giving thanksgiving is for the glory of God. If you, in this final passage, I actually have one more for you. In 2 Corinthians, turn to 2 Corinthians, if you will, chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And in here, Paul is encouraging the body, the church in Corinth, about the light of the gospel, 
and the treasure of jars and clay. But 2 Corinthians 4.15, what a wonderful passage this is. 2 Corinthians 4.15 says, for it is all. No, it is what? What is all? Well, if you look back up to verse 8 in chapter 4, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven for despair, or to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body of death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. So if you go down to 15, for it is all, that's what it's referring to, the trials of life, these broken bodies we live in, for it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So these are just some passages that I wanted to point out that show corporately how we are exhorted to or encouraged to give thanks as a body as we sing and minister to one another. Also, in times that are more difficult, Paul was sensitive to that and wrote things about that, what to do in certain times and how to continually give thanks, even during the dark times that we have. So, at this point, what I'd love to do is just simply, we're going to have a mic, we're going to invite people up, and I would simply say, um, keep it relatively short, um, but whatever, if, you're, if you feel called to come up to speak or to say something. Perhaps you've had a wonderful time and there's much to be thankful for. We want to hear about that. If there, are, if there are dark times that you're going through, struggles or difficulties, yet God is faithful and you still are grateful and want to give thanks, we want to hear those things too about how God has moved in your life and how maybe you've had tests that are going well and maybe they're not going well. But these are all things that we would love to share with one another. And so we're just going to take some time and, uh, so that, and, and, and again, some of you are probably sitting out there that are thinking, I'm not going up there. I, I just, I'm not comfortable with that, you know, but just know that if you have a slight urge or inclination to do it, that might be the Holy Spirit because you might be ministering to someone else through your testimony. And so that's a very important thing. So we're going to take some time to do this. We're not going to rush this. We want everybody to have the opportunity. Well, not everybody, but if everybody wants to, that's fine. But if you feel inclined, um, come up, step to this mic, and just share with the body what God is doing in your life and, and what you're grateful for and what you're thankful for in whatever season of life you're in. Okay? All right. put the mic here, I guess I'll break the ice. Um, I don't know if anybody, everybody knows me, I'm Valerie and Gary's wife, and we've been coming to this church now for three and a half years, and I just want to say I'm so grateful to my church family. Now, you don't know about me, but I grew up in ministry. I've been married into ministry. I've been in ministry my whole life until my first husband passed away, and I met Gary, and um so when you're in ministry, your focus is on getting out and getting the gospel to the unsaved, right? That's our whole focus. 
And somehow, you know, I'd gotten kind of comfortable just being in church and ministering within church. Well, God gave me a new opportunity. I came out of retirement. I now have a therapy that I do. But the coolest thing about it that I'm finding is I'm not lacking opportunities to tell people about Jesus anymore. All of a sudden, I have like all these new people in my life that have nothing to do with church or my, you know, close group of people. And I just... Uh, I just been thinking about that a lot lately, and so grateful for all this new these new people in my life that I get to share Jesus with, and I get to be the hands of Jesus to these people. Because honestly, the church isn't supposed to grow because we're such a wonderful church that people come here from other churches. The church is supposed to grow because we are out there in the community sharing Jesus, and He sees the love that people see the love of Jesus in, in us, and we verbally share that with them, and they come to Christ, and they go, wow, I need to be with people like you, and they come to our fellowship. So I'm just so grateful that I've been given this new opportunity to go and share Jesus with others. And everybody's hurting. I touch them because they're hurting physically, but you know what? Their greatest hurt is their heart, and I'm just thankful for that opportunity. Well, good morning, everyone. Nice to see everybody. Oh, it's a nice big crowd. You don't get to see that when you're up front like this. You don't get to see all the people in the back. Um, as it is with every Thanksgiving, we eat with family, and you're always asked that question, what is it that you're thankful for? And the grandkids said, one said pumpkin pie, the other one pecan pie. And if you have grandchildren, you know the drill. That's what they're thankful for. When it was my turn, I just simply said that God loves me. Then I started to reflect on that a little bit more, and I was reminded of a story that I once heard that I'd like to share with you. A man's looking for a new car, so he goes to the auto dealership, he speaks with the employee, and he says, this is the kind of car I want, this is the year I want, and this is the color I want. So the employee looks at his computer, and he says, well, I have good news and bad news. The good news is I have this model and this car, but the bad news is I don't have the color. But if you were to pay for it today and purchase the car today, I can get it delivered to you in two weeks. You just get a phone call from me and you come back. Guy says, this is great. So he purchases the car. So two weeks later, he gets the phone call. The car is ready to be purchased. Question, does he go back to get the car? He does, right? Well, before Jesus left heaven, he knew he was going to suffer, be rejected, die, be raised from the dead, ascend into heaven, and come back for us. Why? Because he purchased us with his blood. So keep that in mind through your trials and tribulations, that if you can name Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that he is coming back for you someday. And that gives me great thankfulness, not only this season, but for every single day of my life. Amen? Amen. All right. God bless you all. Good morning, everybody. My name is Steve Wade, and I just wanted to share with you, um, about two months ago, I contracted cancer. And uh, 
It's a stage four cancer, and it was quite unsettling um, for our family. And, and um, I wanted to tell you what has transpired since then. Um, the, um, the love, the outpouring of love from this church, um, the prayer, and the support. I just want to thank you guys. I have felt it um, uh, ever since it's been shared. And I wanted to share it with the rest of you that maybe didn't know so that you could continue to pray for our family. Um, we also have a, a grandson who, uh, who has a mass on his, on his head that is, um, that is something that's of an unknown, uh, what, that will, what the remedy will be for that. So you can pray for little wells as well. And um, I, I'll just tell you, the, 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 the prayer and, and the, the leaning on God in a way that you haven't before gives you, I'm very thankful also for the peace that God has given me as I go through this. And um, the, the last thing I'd like to say I'm really, really thankful for is my wife. She's been an incredible support and caregiver through all this. If you don't know me, I'm Brent. I'm usually quite jovial, but when, when it comes to matters of biblical importance, I kind of get a little teary, so don't mind me. Um, this year, I am most thankful for God's long-suffering. Um, I, I find that I am just a man. I'm inadequate. I fail often, but God's long-suffering gets me through each and every time. I just want to read one thing. Um, this is in Exodus 34. This is after God made the first set of tablets. This is the second set of tablets. Let me get there. <laughs> the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And Moses quickly bowed his head towards the earth and worshiped. So that's my heart in all of it. Like I, I realize that I'm redeemed. I realize that I'm adopted. I'm a son of the most high. But at the same time, I, I realize my reliance on Christ. So it's just a beautiful thing. Let's revel in that. Good morning. Uh, I'm not a speaker, but I got a heads up on this little thing that we're doing today. And when Greg called me the other day, he said, Mom, we're going to have a time of sharing. Uh, I, don't, I think he just gave me a heads up about either you better do something or maybe you ought to do something. So here's what I'm doing. 
Thanksgiving has always been a favorite holiday of mine, and it focuses on how we should live. The Bible tells us, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. Most of our lives normally are made up of routine and habitual events. Then one day we're faced with a challenge we have not faced before, whether it be health, wealth, or another catastrophic event, and that's called life. It is no accident that those things should happen. They are for our own good. And without those challenges, we could never become the people God intended us to be. I grew up in a large family. I was the oldest of eight. And in my high school years, we were in a long poverty stretch. It wasn't that my parents were not faithful stewards, but it was his will concerning us. Not long ago, one of my sisters asked me, Lou, how many pair of underwear did you have? And my reply to her was, I don't remember, but I had one on. <laughs> Today, when I look back on those trying years that he used to make my life stronger in the faith than it would be otherwise, it was not fun. I did not like it, but it was his will concerning me. The song says, I don't know about tomorrow, but I know who holds my hand. We don't see the whole picture when we're going through a tough time, Steve. But one day, we will. And we are guided through the word on how we are to live. And we're given one option. Give thanks, for that is the will of God concerning us. And in turn, we will be the blessed recipients. Oh, good morning, folks. <clears throat> share some good, share some, some highs and some lows here. Um, first, truly thankful for my wife and her family. And uh, we had a wonderful Thanksgiving, by the way. It's the best, best ever. Unfortunately, Satan has a real strong desire to separate you as family and will cause things to happen. They'll rip you apart. Rip you apart. Especially if you think you're prepared. Especially if you think you're prayed up. And I was part of that over this holiday. I had my anger overtake me and uh, say things and act in a way that was not befitting of a man that wants to walk with God and try to emulate his steps. Not perfect. Man, I got a lot of scars on me. I got more scrapes on my back from sliding than, than you could ever imagine. But <sighs> thanks to my wife, she brought up Ephesians 26 and 27. In case anybody had that happen to you this weekend, I'm an EGR. No doubt about it, man. It's extra grace required for me. Because I'm struggling and I fight every day. And uh, when I get around my family and I hear pastor speak, it refreshes me every time. And I get to fight another day. Because I'm telling you, he will get all up in your ice cream not knowing the flavor. He will jump in your grill so fast you won't know what hit you. And he will separate and divide your family. And that's who he goes after first is your children and your family. And I'm saying to you, 
Stand. Stand in the gap. Be a man. Admit your wrongs. And immediately go to the people who you have a disagreement with and you have hurt so that they understand where your heart is. For those of you that don't know it, I'll read it for you real quick. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. And I promise you, folks, I'm working on it right now, and I give you my word in front of my family that I'm going to make this right, and I'm going to make the apologies that are necessary. So if you have somebody that you're struggling with in your family, be thankful, and I'm thankful that they are saved. I'm thankful that they're men and women of God, because if they weren't, I doubt they'd forgive me. Is that ugly? So if you guys, and ladies and gentlemen, you know, old school, if you, could, if you could pray for me and my family, I'd really appreciate it. That's all I got to say, and I'm very thankful for all of you and my pastor and his wife. Thank you. Uh, and the grounds that it might incriminate me. <laughs> no, I'm Joe Hastings, folks, and again, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes. Well, since I got to see a couple of other guys get emotional, you're going to get it from me as well. Um, I'm Brian Rimsnyder. Um, been a part of your Bible Fellowship since we were meeting as a Bible study. I'm so thankful to be a part of this congregation and family. Um, we've got some struggles going on ourselves, and... Uh, <clears throat> My wife is also diagnosed with cancer. And I'm so thankful that the Lord gave her to me. I'm thankful this church has been praying for her. Um, and I'm so proud of her walk. She, uh, you never know about any of the struggles and um, we had some issues over Thanksgiving with some other family. Um, and she's done more for me in this issue than, than, than you know, I should be there in support of her. And I just, uh, I'm so thankful that the Lord has provided me with her and, and, and is in the forefront of our lives and our family. And I, I walked out and, and was listening to her on the phone ministering to somebody else in regards to her own struggles and how she knows who she belongs to. And just sitting back without her knowing, and she knows now, of course, but um, listening to the, her conversation and how if she had the opportunity just to reach somebody to see Christ working through her, would make it all worthwhile. And I can tell you, Kathleen, 
I'm watching you. And I'm so thankful. And I'm that person. And I have a really, really dear friend that I spent some time with yesterday. And I shared that with him. And on his own and out of his own mouth, he says, I'm that person. I watch her with that walk. And my struggles seem so minuscule. And I see Christ working in her life. So in these struggles, um, you're right, guys. Steve, I'm praying for you and your family as well, brother. And um, Christ works through these struggles as well. And I just want to let you guys know I'm so thankful for our, this family, my small group, providing meals for us after surgeries and things. And um, just keep doing what we're doing here, guys, because we're reaching those people that need to be reached. And I never would have recognized it probably without something like this happening. And I just, uh, I love you so much. And thank you guys so much for letting me come up here and speak. Never thought I was going to do that, but <laughs> appreciate it, guys. I didn't know that we were going to be giving this um, proclamation of gratitude. And actually, I was listening as I worked out this morning to a message by John MacArthur on gratitude. And the only thing that stuck in my mind is stay away from negative people. So hopefully, don't perceive this as being negative. Uh, <clears throat> but um, I retired at the end of last year. And subsequent to that, uh, in the last 12 months, I've had uh, three surgeries and one hospitalization. Uh, my 94-year-old mother said, Donnie, you shouldn't have retired. <clears throat> um, but th through all of this, this church has been amazing. Scott Walker came and visited me in the hospital. But my wife, Jane, who's not here today, she's not feeling well, <clears throat> but she's been absolutely amazing and taking care of me through all of this. And I'm just so so grateful for her. I'm grateful for this church. Um, in the last 12 months, God has brought multiple godly women into her life, and she's connected with. Um, we have an opportunity here to serve. Uh, pastor is great. Everyone here has been so wonderful, and we are just so blessed. Um, Thanksgiving is a very special time for me. Um, my wife is actually a descendant of John Adams, our second president. I'm uh, a descendant of both the Browns and the Druze who came over in the Mayflower. So uh, one thing that to me is I never forget the sacrifices that were made, okay, by the courageous people who left England so that we could have this freedom to worship Christ that we have today. And um, so I don't take this time of season lightly, and I am just so grateful. And I will say this again, that if I was God, I haven't, would never have picked me, but he did. So I stand in awe. Thank you. My name is Jerry O'Connell, or as one of our elders called us the last time I got to the microphone, it's Crazy Uncle Jerry. <laughs> I don't have any bear stories today, 
but I do have a, something that was significant to me. Um, when you get to your later stages of life, um, you have a lot of people that you know that pass away on a regular basis. And in the last six months, I've had five people that in different parts of my life were really, really a deep, deep part of my life. The last one being a fellow that uh, I bought cars for a living and he drove, he drove a rollback and he and I went well over a million miles together in the last 15 years I worked. He's, his funeral is Tuesday. When you get to this age, your whole schedule is doctor's appointments and funerals. So that's what you do. Who, where do we go today? Well, I don't know, who do we see? But what I wanted to say was that with all this that transpired over the last few months, I was having a real pity party for myself. And um, feeling like, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm the last one of my gang that's still around. And you, you go through that. And I wouldn't mention what I'm going to say next, but Steve has come up. And then the Lord said to me, what are you whining about? you got a young man who's a pastor in your church that has a son that's sick and a dad that's sick. What's your problem? Okay, now the next part of my message is about our men's group. And um, I'm going to share this with you about two Wednesdays. Chris is sitting right here, so I've told him already. We have a lot of great guys in our men's group, and if, you, if you're not a part of anything in the church in a smaller group, you really need to look into this. Uh, I was sitting in the, in the men's group, and about ha I had a decision I was trying to make. I'm just going to leave that there. And I, was, and I was being pulled, and I didn't know what to do. Well, I went to the Wednesday meeting, and about halfway through the meeting, the Lord cleared it up. This is where you're supposed to be. So, that being said, we meet on Wednesdays at 10 o'clock at the Church of Christ. You'll meet a wonderful bunch of guys who care about each other. I think that's the most important part of it. Now, Ray Garcia led it, and it was wonderful. And I, I, I wondered when Greg took it over, um, is he just going to preach? Is it going to be different? Is it going to be something I don't want to be part of? He didn't do any of those things. He leads it. He lets us be involved with it. And all he does is monitor it. He's there as a brother in Christ. He's not directing anything. So if you've got something that you want to get off your chest, if you've got some guys you really want to get to know a little better, come on Wednesdays. It's great. Thanks. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I'm a little shrimpy. Uh, so uh, my name is Karen Brewer, um, and uh, oh, so many things to be thankful for. Um, I'll tell you, first and foremost, I am thankful for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that he put his hand on me. Um, 
late in life. I was actually 40 years old when he put his hand on me. But my life has never been the same. Um, and as far as thankful, <laughs> my husband and I moved here to Vero um, probably seven, seven years has it been, something like that. And um, my dad lives in Vero. And he's 94. And I'm not, I'm not confident about his salvation. That's a prayer. But I'm confident in my Lord. That's a praise. Thankful for every day I have him. My father. Thankful for this fellowship. Thankful that God led me here. Thankful for the transparency that people can say what's on their heart in a safe place. Thankful for my sisters in Christ. Thankful for every day and every breath that God has given me. Thankful for the prayer team and being a part of that because we see praise after praise. And we are privileged to get down on our knees for all kinds of people like you guys, like me, like my dad, like people I've never seen and may never meet. We have so much to be thankful and so many opportunities Just look around. Thank you. put it back down. Uh, my name is Paul Westcott, and um, two weeks ago, tomorrow, my mother passed away. Um, 91 years old, couldn't have been in a more beautiful setting. Hospital bed, sleeping, my father in a hospital bed next to her. They've been homebound. Um, and um, great marriage, great example. Um, and through this process, uh, the past couple of weeks, we had the memorial last week, just learning about the blessings she had been in all of our lives. And, um, 
just how specially she loved all of us and how uniquely she loved the four of us, the, the children and my dad, and just having the memorial here and here of their marriage and life together for us and, and the special time that our family did have together. And a few months, uh, 15 years or so ago, I had the same concerns for my parents. Um, we grew up in the church. They had had some conflicts as happens in churches. I don't know if you guys are aware of that, but people tend to show up in church and stuff happens. Um, and uh, so they had stopped going. And I just kind of wondered. And um, I took the opportunity. My dad had a medical emergency over in Orlando. It wasn't life-threatening, but it put him in the hospital for a few days. And I went over and visited. And, and because of the setting, it was appropriate and timely for me to have that opportunity to have that conversation with them. And I'm glad I did. Because this season was so much more special, knowing, you know. When you get together in the, that setting, and, and sometimes the celebration of life can sound almost cliche, it wasn't. It was genuine. So um, when those opportunities, the Holy Spirit's going to present them to you, and you'll know to have those conversations, those important conversations. It'll, it'll happen. And I encourage you to, to be sensitive to that. And, um, and I just thank you for this church family. I've been, I've been here for um, three or four years now, I guess. And, and um, anyhow, thank you for, for, for being here and being such a great family. As I'm sitting here listening to everyone, I, I just, the Holy Spirit, I feel just moving in me, just this thought of a conversation I had with my son this morning about why we come to church. <laughs> he didn't want to come, um, which sometimes I don't want to come, so I understand. But it's not, it's, it's beautiful, and, and at the same time, it's not ironic that I feel like we all go through similar things through at similar times in life. And it's a beautiful thing about being a part of a body. And um, so like many of you, I'm thankful for this church body. And um, coming through this last week and thinking about what I am thankful for, much like most of you, I'm thankful for God's grace and God's steadfast love in my life. Um, it's just a reminder through your testimonies and also through the songs that we sing when we sing about his loving kindness. Really, in the Old Testament, that's a term for his grace, his grace in our lives. His grace through our walk, which is obvious to a lot of us, I think. But in every aspect of life, I've realized this year how God's grace is there in every single aspect as a parent, as a husband, as a worker, as a son, in all these things, God's grace is there because I, I fall short in all of them. 
So I'm thankful for his grace. I'm thankful for this church body. And I pray as we move into this next season, whether it be difficult or a time of joy, that we continue to meditate and remember that grace in our life. Thank you. Hi, my name's Mike. <clears throat> Very out of my comfort zone here. You know, like little kids go to do a play and they get up on the stage and figure out what they were going to do or what they're supposed to do. That's how I am. Now I forgot why I'm up here. So, no, really, um, I just, I'm so thankful for God not giving up on us, any of us. And, uh, you know, I have a daughter. She's 32 years old, Ashley. Um, she was raised in church, but I do not believe that she ever had that personal relationship with God. Um, Melanie and I have been praying for a long time uh, that he just come beside her. I mentioned in the men's group, we've prayed several times um, just that she come to God. Well, probably about six weeks ago or so, something like that, five, six weeks, I uh, got a phone call from her. Well, let me go back for a moment. My mother passed away um, about three years ago. And I gave my daughter my mother's Bible and I, one of my father's Bibles. And she called and she said, you know, I've been looking through the Bible. Uh, they've really highlighted a lot of stuff in the Bible. She said, I've kind of been reading and uh, ended up buying a Bible of my own uh, a few weeks ago. She said, I've been in the Word for every day for about three weeks. Uh, she's called. She's asked questions. She's... Uh, um, trying to find a church now uh, to go to. So, uh, again, I'm just thankful for God not giving up on us, just having patience, having the grace. Um, and uh, that's it. So just thank all, you, all those of you who, who have been praying. Thank you. I'm here on behalf of the students and the staff at Stormgrove. They sent us a thank you note, and I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, as many of you may know that uh, we, we do pay to rent the facility here, but we also have people who go above and beyond and donate and designate specific gifts financially for the school. And then the guidance counselors here have the um, latitude to provide for the needs of the students that they minister to. Uh, through their daily interaction with the kids. So they did write us a note, and I wanted to make sure that you were aware of where that money goes and um, how it touches the lives of kids who eat lunch in here during the week. Here's what they said. Dear Bible Fellowship, thank you for your continued support for our Storm Grove students. We've been able to bless many students in various ways, from simple necessities such as a stick of deodorant to food boxes and clothes you have supplied so many things to our students and their families. We've also been able to provide our students with backpacks and school supplies. You've helped create a culture on our campus where students feel like they belong. We give Stormgrove sweatshirts to students who do not have the means to purchase them on their own. And this might seem like a small thing, but middle schoolers thrive on feeling included by their peers. These sweatshirts give kids confidence and the sense of belonging that they crave. So many times we think our contributions only make a small change. However, 
It's the small things that sometimes matter the most. Providing a graphing calculator to a homeless student allows him to participate in a high-level math class. Buying a science fair presentation board gives a child the chance to explore, hypothesize, and present his findings while proudly representing our school. These little things help make such a profound impact on their education. It's so important that our students and families feel like they can reach out for a helping hand whenever they need. Your donations allow us to be a resource for families, and we are incredibly grateful for your support. So I wanted you to know, and Pastor Greg asked that I would share that with you guys, the, um, the blessing that the $5, the $10, just a little bit that you give above and beyond goes to help these students. And our plan is even once we move on from this place and during a facility, that we would still maintain a, a relationship with the school where we can um, bless the students. And we do plan, there are six kids that the school has selected that we want to support for Christmas. So if you wanted to sponsor a child at Christmas, see me afterwards. But, um, but your, your influence is felt on this campus all week, all year. Thank you. I'm going to close this down in a, in a minute, but um, before I do, I, I just want to give out an opportunity. If anybody was waiting and feeling prompted on their heart that I really wanted to share something, but they were just waiting for the right moment, you can share now. So uh, please, I'll, I'll just give one more minute if anybody wants to come forward and share. And if not, I'll close things down. Hello, I'm Barbara, and I don't know all of you, but I'd like to. I've been going to church here for quite some time. I was supposed to have told you this story last year, and I chickened out. But today, whenever you said that, I'm that one that wanted to get up. So I needed to share a little bit of my story. Last year, I went away on a little vacation. While I was there, I suffered a massive stroke, a brain bleed. and was in the hospital up there for two months. Your church, my church, was part of letting God know I'm still there. And the prayers in the prayer team, because I heard you talk about the ones that you didn't know, I'm one of those that you prayed for. And I want to let you all know that God's still on the throne and he still heals. I had a big brain bleed and I look at the pictures and it's, it's amazing. When I got back to Vera, I went to my neurologist, and he said, you're a miracle. And I said, yes, I know. I can walk, I can talk, I can feed myself, and I can think, I can work. And God mercifully saved my soul and healed me. Why? I don't know. I don't know. And I was sitting back there thinking today, and I remember a while back, the pastor talked about when God saved your soul. I was 17 years old and went to church and just started to, and I'd always gone to church with my mother, but never really gave my heart to God. There was a Wednesday night, and I wanted to go to church so bad, and I asked some of my friends, would they go? Nobody would go with me. And I said, oh, I'm going by myself. So I did. And the minute that they did the altar call, I was the first one up there. And I was saved 
and I remember the day, and I remember the thoughts that if I didn't go there that night, I would have died. And that's exactly how I felt. I had the most unimaginable um, desire to go to church. And when I hit the altar and I raised my hands, God took away my sin and he saved my soul. And he has been with me ever since. And all through my life, of course, we've all had trials and tribulations and sadnesses and happinesses, but he's always seen me through. So whenever this happened to me last year, it really woke me up again. And I realized that he does love me. And who am I? Who am I? I'm nobody. But to him, I'm somebody. So he's blessed my heart. He's blessed my soul. And he's given me back my, my cognitive things. I can do all that. And he gave me a wonderful husband, Gordon, and that stood by me through all of this. So anyway, I, if anyone ever doubts that God heals, come talk to me. We'll see you. Thank you. Hi, my name is Bob Garamo. Uh, wasn't going to do this because I did this the last time we were here, and I, I gave thanks because I was healed with assumed I was healed from some cancer. Unfortunately, it's back, and uh, I've been, you know, struggling through it and getting through it. The Lord is with me all the time. But I wanted to take the opportunity, as I look out there, and thank all of you who, who ask me how I'm doing, who pray for me. I, I give thanks to you for that. I, I mean, the church my family, my friends. I own a 7-Eleven, and I get people come up to me while I'm at the register and, you know, tell me they're praying for me and I hope I'm doing well, and I'm just amazed that, you know, they know. And uh, it, it's been a blessing. Uh, I spend a lot of time at home on the couch, uh, but it gives me time to draw closer to God and uh, he gives me strength, uh, mostly my wife. It's been almost two years I lose track of time. She, she keeps me on the straight and narrow because I, I just don't anymore. But she, she strengthens me and, and she helps me. Like Steve said, it's so important. She's there for me all the time. And sometimes I know it's aggravating, hon, and I'm sorry. But you, yeah, you put up with me, and, and she loves me and, and gets me through it. And I have a, an operation coming uh, in, a couple, in a week, and I, I appreciate your prayers because I know God hears, hears you. He hears this church, and I give thanks to you all, and I won't take any more of your time. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Vicki. I'm very short, but we're gonna take care of that. Thanks. 
a lot of you know my husband, Steve Huber. He's uh, pretty active here with the men's ministry and with the safety ministry and just kind of all around wherever he can pitch in. He has not been able to come to church in a few weeks. He's, he's struggling. He's in a lot of pain and discomfort, and it's breaking his heart that he can't be here. And this morning, everybody who checked with me to find out how Steve felt, I texted him the name, and, and it really lifted him up because he had sent me a message earlier that said, I miss my church family with a, a little broken heart emoji on it. Uh, I just want everyone to know, whoever texts him, whoever calls him, reaches out, messages him on Facebook, it really means the world to him, and I am so grateful to everyone who has held our family close and prayed for Steve and just been a blessing. There are so many people from the men's ministry who have uh, reached out to him, and when I can't be there to take care of him, they've given him rides, and just they've taken my precious husband under their wing and been there for him, and I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. Hi, uh, my name is Ed LaRue, and uh, last Easter I got a call that my younger, bigger brother, Dan, had a massive heart attack, and uh, so uh, my wife, Judy, put in a prayer request through the uh, through the through the prayer uh, group here, and uh, and so he he was uh, his prognosis was not good. He went to the hospital and he uh, coded out once, and they brought him back. And uh, but when he was in the hospital, uh, well I. He uh, he was all by himself, and uh, he felt a hand on his shoulder, and uh, he got he got comfort out of that, and he he then realized that he was going to be okay, and uh, in fact he was he was released. He's been uh, out maybe from the hospital about four months now, and he's doing doing well, getting his strength back and everything. And so my my point is a couple points. One is 
prayer works. Prayer is felt by, by those who are being prayed for. And I also had a little story. My, my barber and I are both believers. He's a little older than me. Every time I see him, we make a point of saying, I'll see you later, knowing we will somewhere, somehow. And uh, so my message to Steve, see you later, Steve. We will always see you later. And we have that to look forward to. Thank you. nervous at all. <laughs> I have uh, three points I want to bring out to you. Uh, one of them is a sad note that my North Carolina Tar Heels lost to North, North Carolina State <laughs> and, and, and I've been hurting all money. The second point is in 1911 my family started a family reunion and we've been meeting together every uh, Christmas since 1911. So I won't be here next week. I'm going to go home. It is probably 80 or 90 people there that are rebels, if you can imagine that. So the good thing about that is that I was fortunate <clears throat> enough to be brought up in the Bible Belt. Believe it or not, on Wednesday at noon, <clears throat> all, this, all the stores in that, in that city closed down so you could go to Bible study on Wednesday night. And on Sunday, all the churches were closed. I mean, all the schools, the stores were closed so that you could go to church on Sunday. And I'm so grateful that I grew up in a family uh, atmosphere like that. <clears throat> the praise that I have is about 15 years ago, I was diagnosed with thoracic aneurysm. And we, we checked that every year for 15 years. I went in and had that checked three weeks ago with a monogram, and it's gone. The, the doctor said, you don't have one. I said, well, I have, the, I have the notes from the hospital that I had it. She said, I don't understand it. I said, well, I do. I know exactly who my healer was, and she just, face just dropped. But I am thankful for the church here. Uh, I'm the coordinator of the Seniors in Fellowship, and I would invite you to get, get involved in our group. It's a wonderful group, and I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Amen. It's wonderful to have that time of Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, we have many things to be thankful for. One of the things we learn in the Bible is that God is the creator of all things and that he originally made all things good. Uh, we can be thankful for the beautiful place we live in, thankful for family, thankful for the health that we have if we have it, or thankful for the food that's on our table. All these things are, are great things. And there is a lie that is the prosperity gospel that promises that 
if you give enough money and have enough faith, God will make you healthy and God will make you wealthy. That's a lie. But that shouldn't keep us from giving thanks to God for all those things. Because there are times when he does give us health. There are times when he does give us wealth. There are times when he, he does just give us uh, all these natural graces in our lives. And we are thankful for those. But there are also times when those things are not present. And as I was sitting here and thinking and listening, just thought about the fact that we are a group of people who have come here with so much hurt in our lives. And yet we've all, or many have stood up here and given thanks through it. And the reason for that is because the hope of the Bible is that there is a hope that is indestructible. It's a hope that, that does not fade away. It's a hope that cannot rot or perish. It's, it's a hope that remains forever. And it's the hope of the gospel. And that's where I want to end us, is the thing that we can be so thankful for is the gospel. I imagine there's probably three different kinds of people here. There, there's, there's people who are Christians, and you've been a Christian for maybe a long time, maybe a short amount of time. And what, in sharing the gospel, it is simply a reminder to you of one of the most precious gifts that you can be thankful for. But there's probably many who have been in church for a good amount of their life but had a misunderstanding of what the gospel is. Maybe thought something like, to be a Christian means to be a good person. That's not true, uh, according to the Bible. And so I hope that you would listen and, and hear what it really does mean to be saved. And the last would be, there are probably people here who you just know I'm not a follower of Jesus. I, I, it's not something that has happened in my life, or maybe even watching online, I'm not a follower of Jesus. And to you, I would say, you need to hear this truth. And so what, what does it mean when we talk about salvation, this, this word? What does it mean to be saved? How are we saved? What are we saved from? The Bible is really clear that God created all things, and he made them good. We don't have, I, I, don't, have to, I don't have to convince you that all things are not good now, right? Like even after today, I don't have to convince you that all things are not good. There is pain in this world. There is heartache in this world. This world is not all good. And that is a result of sin. The first man and the first woman uh, had a choice in which they could have either honored and obeyed God or turned against him, and they chose to turn against him. And that's what we call sin. It's rebellion against God. And it's rebellion of the highest order because God is the highest being. He is the most worthy of all of our worship and obedience. And so it makes sinning against him the most heinous thing ever. It makes it the worst thing ever because he is the most glorious one ever. And that's why we live in the world we live in today because sin has rippled through it. It's not only part of our lives and that we make mistakes and that we have brokenness in our families and in our health, in our relationships. But even the ground, even the disease that we have in this world, even the, the, the natural disaster that we have, all of it a result of this sin that's rippling through. And yet, 
the glorious hope of the gospel, the glorious hope of the Bible, the hope that is indestructible, that can withstand all of the trials of life, that is always there, eternal and forevermore, is the hope that God came to save us. And he came to save us not just to give us a good life for a while, but he came to save our souls, to give us a security in our hearts and our souls for all of eternity. That is why it's indestructible. And he did that by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth, living a perfect life as he did, and becoming the only one who could die upon a cross for our sins. Jesus died. He took on the punishment for what, the sins that we owed, that we deserved. All of us have deserved punishment for our sins because we've rebelled against our good creator. And yet God has shown his grace and his mercy and that he put his son in our place. But he didn't just die. Because if he just died, we'd sit around wondering, was he just a man? We'd sit around wondering, did it work? We'd sit around wondering, is this just a big hoax? But after three whole days, he rose from the grave. Proving he was the son of God. Proving that salvation can be found in his name, in his name alone. And so... Again, for the Christian, this is just a sweet, sweet reminder of what we can be most thankful for. But if you've had a misunderstanding of the gospel, or if you are clearly not a Christian, God is using this moment today to call out to you, to share with you this news that you have rebelled against him, even though he created you as, a, 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 even though he created all things good, even though he made you in his image, that you have rebelled against him. But because of his love and mercy, you can not only uh, find a security for your soul, but you can have a relationship with him. And so today is the day. The Bible says that uh, the, the way to do that is very simple, that, that really it's God who does it in us. But the way to do that is very simple. It's to, it's to turn to God. To say, I know I've been living this life where I've been living in rebellion to God. And yet I'm going to choose to turn to him and to say, I believe what happened to Jesus was real and true. And I believe that Jesus was the sacrifice for my sins. And I trust that what he did paid the price for me. If you do that, if you believe that with all your heart, if you really surrender yourself to the Lord, you will be saved this day, your soul from eternal death unto eternal life. And you will have this hope that allows a group of broken, sick, hurting people to come stand amongst one another and give thanks to God through it. Because our souls have been purchased by our great Redeemer. I want to read Psalm 121. It says, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. What a sweet promise about the salvation we can find in him. So we're going to close this service by singing one last song.
Uh, it's a beautiful song called Yet Not I, But Through Christ in Me. But I'm going to invite right now our prayer partners to come forward. We have several who are a part of a prayer team. And they're going to come and stand up on the sides here, um, up along the front. And I just want to invite you, if during this song you want to come and receive prayer, just come forward and, and pray with them. Um, it'll be behind the speakers, so you'll be able to hear and pray still, hopefully. Um, and, and for the rest of us, we will, we'll sing and we'll worship in this time and thank God again for the great gift of His grace and all He's done in our lives. But if you have anything going on in which you just feel heavy and you feel like you need somebody to put their arm on your shoulder and pray for you in this time, please come forward. They'll be here during this song. They'll be here after service, too. Uh, they'll, they'll stick up here for a couple of minutes. And so if you feel prompted to come and pray, please do that. Let me close us in prayer, and then we'll all stand and sing. Father God, we thank you for the many gifts that you have given us. Things like the beautiful place we live in, even the cold weather that many of us enjoy, uh, something as simple as a, a great meal. We thank you for all these things, but we thank you even more so for the gift of grace that is in our Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray for everyone here who's heard the gospel. I pray that the Christians here would be reminded of what they can thank the Lord for the most. But I pray for those who have not truly taken that step to follow you, that this would be the day that they would trust in you for the salvation of their souls. We pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Would you please stand and sing with us?